Yesterday on our series on student assignment in Louisville, we heard from Pamela Horn and Edward Penix about their experiences as black students in the 1970s integrating formerly white schools. Today, WFPL's Jess Clark finds out whether they think JCPS integration was a success. Let's go back again to September, the beginning of the school year in 1975. If you've lived in Louisville for a while, you may recognize this opening music for the Hunter Rowland Report on WHAS 11, called News 11 back then. Good evening. School attendance climbed again today in Jefferson County. Three quarters of the total projected enrollment showed up for class today. It had been about a week since the first day of integration, or busing, and white parents who had kept their kids out of school in protest were starting to send them back. But some protesters continued to attack the buses, and there were racist rumors at multiple schools that black male students were raping white female students. It wasn't true. News 11 sent reporter Phyllis Knight to set the record straight at Ballard High School. We talked to the principal, Pat Crawford. He told us what happened. In this news clip, Knight is interviewing Crawford in front of a school bus. He's a white man with a big handlebar mustache, very 70s. He says there was a behavior incident involving a black male student and a white female student, but there was no rape. Crawford tells the reporter the black student was suspended. Have there been other suspensions? Yes, ma'am. There's been approximately 20 suspensions yesterday, and these have been for not going to class, class disruption, uh, being disrespectful to the teachers, principals, and uh, monitors, and what have you. Are all of the suspensions black children? Yes, ma'am. All uh, the students have been black children, 19 uh, boys and one girl, all of them from inner city schools. As a reporter covering JCPS today, this interview is striking. In the 45 years since integration, the district still hasn't solved the problem of racial bias and disproportionate discipline rates for Black students. Today, JCPS suspends Black students at three times the rate of white students. The discrimination Black students in integrated schools faced then and continue to face now is one reason why some in the Black community question whether integration is working. Pamela Horn says she was never suspended as a Black student who integrated Western High School in 1977, but she faced other types of discrimination from teachers and administrators. One moment that looms large for her is the confrontation in band class. Pamela played the clarinet. I always wanted to be first chair. And there was me and this other white girl that would just, you know, trade back and forth. This week, Pamela was in first chair. That means she was the best clarinet player and got the best parts. In band and orchestra, other students in the section can challenge the first chair. They each play a piece of music, and whoever demonstrates more skill gets the top part. There was a concert coming up, and Pamela really wanted to keep her seat. I remember I said, I'm going to learn Flight of the Bumblebee, and I'm going to practice it to perfection. So I went to my little shotgun house on Kirby Avenue, and I practiced and I practiced. When the challenge came, Pamela played perfectly. I didn't mess up one note. Then the other student, who was white, played her piece. And I can't remember what she played, but I know, I mean, not to be cocky or anything, but it just wasn't. It just wasn't. I mean, that's a very complicated piece, and I did not mess up one note. But the band director said the white student won and told Pamela to move down. 
I stood up. I said, you and everybody else in this room know that I won that, that challenge. I just threw my clarinet down and I said, I, I don't want this anymore. And he said, well then leave. And I said, I will. And uh, I never took up clarinet again. As tough as it was with white adults at Western, Pamela says she made a lot of white friends. They went to parties together at each other's houses, hung out at dances. We became more comfortable around each other. That's one of the reasons why we need to hold on to our busing. Other black students who went through integration feel differently. Edward Penix was eight years old when he and his black classmates integrated Okolona Elementary School in 1975. He remembers noticing Okolona had things his old all-black school in the West End didn't have, a gym, an auditorium. They had a big TV room, which we had never seen before, and TVs were surrounding the room, so you could see TV at every angle. But the experience overall was not a good one. White teachers always seemed to be sending Edward and his black classmates to be paddled for minor things, like talking in class, but not the white kids. Do you remember being paddled? Oh, yeah, a a lot of times. (laughs) A lot of times. After his experience at Okolona, Edward decided he never wanted to go to school in the suburbs again. He and his parents missed the way they felt welcome at his black school in the West End. Edward's wife is Michelle Penix. She's black and a retired longtime principal. I think that's one of the misnomers of you know, the civil rights movement, especially what came out in terms of education, that the black community all wanted integration. And in fact, they didn't. They wanted good schools. Michelle says for many black families, integration wasn't just a goal in and of itself. For black parents, integration was really a tool for redistribution of resources, for getting the same facilities and textbooks and technology that white kids were getting. I think now there's this awakening that after, you know, 60 years of forced busing integration, it hasn't paid off. Michelle points to the huge gaps in achievement between white and black students and the discrimination black students continue to face at school. Research shows integration does narrow the achievement gap, but it hasn't solved it. Asked about JCPS's new student assignment plan, which would allow students to stay in the West End, both Edward and Pamela Horn have complicated feelings. My fear is that, you know, it might start off great, but will it, will it end up uh, deteriorating depending on how much taxes can be devoted to that school to keep it up, or, you know, will the resources remain. If the schools are equal, I'm cool with it. You know, yeah, stay. I mean, it would be best. But if the schools are not equal, then, I mean, you got to go to a school that you're going to get the most out of it. In other words, we're taking up the question that the Supreme Court took up in Brown versus the Board of Education in 1954. Can separate ever be equal? More tomorrow. I'm Jess Clark in Louisville.